podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday on which things are a bit more cheery than they were yesterday. So, uh, today we're just going to go around the main Liverpool websites and see what they've got to say for themselves. We'll start, obviously, on This Is Anfield, where the lead article is about the audio recording of conversations between the VAR, the referee and players around the Van Dyke sending off at Newcastle have been revealed. So, the decision was certainly... Uh, clearer than the Alexis McAllister dismissal against Bournemouth, but the centre-back was furious at referee John Brooks. His protest to both Brooks and then fourth official Craig Paulson saw Van Dyke receive a further charge from the FA and he awaits conversation or confirmation of any extended ban. On the first episode of a new Sky series, match officials mic'd up. The audio between Brooks and VAR official Stuart Atwell was released. Atwell and his assistant can be heard making a series of checks, including whether the foul came in the attacking possession phase, whether Isak was offside and whether it denied an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Brooks was adamant he made the right call from the off, with it eventually confirmed to Van Dyke's uh, disgust. VAR, APP, possible offside, possible dog so. Ref, it's outside, outside, outside. And it's a red card. He's gone through. He's gone through the man. Red card. VAR delay, delay. Just checking, mate. Ref. No, he comes through the man. He comes through the man. Through the man to play the ball. VAR. Okay. Can you shift it? Have you got another angle on point of contact? Ref. He comes through the man, Stewart. It's outside. VAR. Okay. It's a clear foul, Brooksy. Uh, it's Stewart. I'm happy with the foul. I'm just going to check sanction and APP standby. Ref to the players, they will check. He's not in the box. He's going inside. They will check. They will check. VAR, okay, so the ball's going to roll across in front of him with the challenge. The attacker's got position. He's moving directly into the penalty area. That's fine, Brooksy. I'm happy with with the sanction. Just checking APP, stand by. The ref to Van Dyke, just wait. I'll tell you, but you need to go immediately if you need to go. VAR, okay, so the front two on the pass is a possibility of offside. Okay, so I'm going to need the line on the near side defender, please, just on the heel. Ref to Van Dyke, just wait, it's clearly a foul. They're just checking the location, it's clearly a foul. I'll have the ball, don't do anything silly. VAR, thank you, confirmed, nearest defender, left heel, please, matted, please, I think, let's try Van Dyke. Brooksy, we're checking a tight offside in the build-up. Okay. The referee says, okay. Uh, The ref says to Van Dyke, listen, you'll be sent off unless he's offside. It's very, very tight. Okay. 
VR, he's clearly yeah, he's clearly on side. Check complete, mate. Confirmed all of the decision. Ref to Van Dyke. Free kick. Go, go, go now. Yes, no offside. Van Dyke to the referee. Fucking joke. Um Mr. Atwell was was very, very adamant that he was giving the red card, don't you think? Like quite eager to give the red card. But no, sorry, Mr. Brooks, I should say. Mr. Brooks, the referee. Very, very eager to give a red card. Uh, there's a piece about Ryan Gravenberch. Why Liverpool signed Ryan Gravenberch, not a number six, and where they see his role. This was lit- written by David Lynch. Um, let's see. Klopp has said he's super talented. He can drive the ball. He can really be a box-to-box threat. He's going there. This did not seem like praise one would lavish upon a holding midfielder, nor did the players' own appraisal of his traits. Commenting on what he might bring to Liverpool. I think I'm a good dribbler. I'm a technical player, also box-to-box players. I also have a good shot. And it can be no coincidence those assessments aligned with those of Thomas Tuchel the German who let Gravenberch go in the hope of signing a true holder this summer. He's a box-to-box player for me, an attacking player. The main problem is that we don't really have one of those in our 4-2-3-1. On this evidence, there is substance to the Ginny Wijnaldum. There isn't. There just isn't. Both are Dutch intelligent footballers and tireless runners, but that's it. And a tireless runner with Gravenberch, based on the last couple of seasons, we'll say no, but Certainly he has the capacity to do it. He just hasn't done it. Um, Look, hopefully we use him in the right way. Simple as that. Hopefully we use him in the right way. Hopefully we put him in areas of the pitch where he he can excel. His arrival at Anfield owes much to the dearth of pre-peak elite level number sixes on the market this summer, one which Liverpool sources privately pointed out very early in the window. Some supporters may disagree with that expert view, but one need only look at the names covered on social media to see that that argument is already being borne out. Take Florentino Luiz, who's currently struggling to start games at Benfica. That's because he had a falling out with the manager. Or Ibrahim Sanger. None of us really wanted him. Uh, Czech Dekure, Douglas Louise, and Bubakar Kamara are all fine players in their own right. Do any of that trio look destined to end up among the best in the world in their position? Yeah, Dekure and Bubakar Kamara do. Douglas Louise isn't a defensive midfielder. Czech Dekure and Bubakar Kamara absolutely will be two of the very best defensive midfielders on the planet. And regardless of whether they are or they aren't, they're both massively better than Waturuendo. Uh, Jordan Henderson claims he didn't feel wanted at Liverpool but moved not a bit I mean that's based on the lies he told in his athletic interview why Mohamed Salah is not with the Egypt squad despite being called up Um, Salah was spotted at Legoland this week uh, with his family and Yeah, he is being rested by Egypt, which is which is really nice. 
Egypt managing Mo properly. That's a, that's a, a good sign. Uh, Liverpool saw Matthias Muzalewski transfer fall through after late change. New Napoli midfielder why, t- reveals why he turned down Liverpool move. So earlier this summer, we were linked to Jesper Lindstrom. And he said he turned us down because he wasn't going to get enough game time, um, which is interesting. Manager faces sack after Liverpool Loney subbed 42 minutes into debut. So James Norris is on loan at Tranmere. Wasn't used in the first game. And against Fleetwood Town, was hauled off on 42 minutes. Not injured. No issues. He was taken off three minutes before halftime as a tactical change, which might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's like when Naby got taken off in Madrid. Tranmere fans are not happy. Absolutely not happy. And some of them are demanding that the manager go. Dawes was previously the assistant manager there. Uh, he's overseen only four wins in his 17 games in charge. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Mr. Dawes is very, very popular with the Tranmere fans. Uh, eight Liverpool players who were expected to leave on deadline day but didn't. So Luke Chambers, there was talk of him going on loan all summer and he didn't. I'd like to see him get some time maybe in the Europa League sub-appearance or maybe a start in the League Cup. Um, Pitaluga and Yaros, they were also expected to go out. I'd like to see Pitaluga be the third-choice keeper this year. I don't really see any reason to have Adrian ahead of him. We have a player. We have a player at the club who's 21 years of age and hasn't kicked a ball in at any level for two years because of injuries. Matteo Rattaccio? He's not a player I know. Uh, Bobby Clark, Malcolm Frondorf, and Musileski. I don't really understand why Bobby Clark didn't go on loan. I think it could have really benefited him. He's super talented. He's one I, I really do think has a big future. Musileski is, is such a hard player to get a handle on, and it's really hard to understand what the club's view of him is because he's never been given any kind of opportunity with the first team, despite being very, very talented. Fraundorf's very talented as well, not as much as Musilowski, but probably has a better work rate. Uh, Paul Glatzel was another who was linked with a lone move away. He's had so many horrible injuries. That poor lad. He's, what do you have, an ACL? Was it two ACLs? It might have been two ACL tears, two horrendous hamstring injuries. Really, really tough. So there's still a chance that some of them will go. Uh, The window in Belgium closes today. The window in Saudi closes tomorrow, as does the window in Switzerland. Thursday, no, Friday, we'll see the windows in Croatia and the Czech Republic close. So potentially we might find a loan for one of the foreign-born players uh, it's unlikely we'd loan an English player, a young English player abroad, but maybe one of the foreign lads might go. And then the Turkish window is open till the 15th of this month. 
Um, which means that, you know, any club that's desperate to get rid of somebody might be able to find a buyer in Turkey. Uh, Adrian cut from the Europa League squad, but could still play. Liverpool have admitted Adrian, uh, omitted Adrian from their squad for the Europa League group stage. This is Anfield understands the Spaniard has not been included for the first part of the competition. Differences between UEFA and Premier League rules meant Jurgen Klopp was forced into a difficult situation over the composition of his squad. Despite neither possessing homegrown status, Ryan Gravenberch and Ben Doak's ages means they're able to be registered as under-21 players when it comes to the league. But that is not the case in Europe, where both are only eligible to feature alongside other other foreign stars as list A. This left Klopp with 18 players and only 17 spots in which to register them, and Adrian is the one who missed out. As third-choice keeper behind Alisson and Quivin Kelleher, the 36-year-old's chances of featuring were slim anyway. However, his omission is understood to be down to the presence of a UEFA loophole, which could see him feature in some capacity. The rule states that in the case of any named goalkeepers being struck down by long-term injury or illness a replacement can be called upon. Therefore, if the Reds' options between the posts were thin because of a loss to out of Allison or Queeving, they could call up Adrian. So that's fair enough. Um, I mean, they could also have the option of playing Pitaluga, who does count as an under-21 uh, under under player in that competition. Uh, Liverpool.com, what have you got for us today? Any dreams to sell us? Uh, Jurgen Klopp has already seen double benefit of 121 million transfers. UEFA has given Liverpool a major advantage that Jurgen Klopp can use for Premier League gain. Hopefully it's the fact that we've got an easy group. Dominic Zabozlai and others handed early return in major Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp boosts coming back earlier from the international break. Uh, Liverpool may already have ideal transfers. Joshua Kimmich comparison must excite Jurgen Klopp. What is this? Who's been compared to Joshua Kimmich? It's Gravenberch. He's he's nothing like Joshua Kimmich. He's nothing like Kimmich at all. He wins the ball six times per 90 because he's pushing forward and winning it high up, but also because he's not playing 90 minutes. And those numbers are getting extrapolated. Extrapolated. Um, small sample size theatre, folks. Understand what small sample size means. It's the same shit we used to hear with Milner. Oh, and Milner runs 12 and a half kilometres a game per 90. Well, no, he doesn't. Because he runs a certain amount in 15 minutes. But if he played another 15 minutes, he'd run less. Another 15 minutes, he'd run less. Another, he'd run less. And by the time he got to 75 minutes, he'd be crawling. So this is utter nonsense. Kimmich is harmed by playing the full 90. Gravenberch in this scenario is gaining from the fact that he was playing 15, 20, 25 minutes. So very, very silly article. Very, very silly article. Um... Liverpool should return for own Lionel Messi. What? Liverpool should return for own Lionel Messi as wildcard transfer can replace Mohamed Salah. 
Jurgen Klopp could get a Lionel Messi who presses as Mohamed Salah air. Oh, it's Jay Felix. I'm not against it. I do love Jay Felix, but he'll need to have a big season this year. Uh, Liverpool star Virgil van Dijk responds to Lionel Messi claim amid Mohamed Salah to Saudi latest. Can't be arsed with the Salah to Saudi stuff. It's not happening. Um, van Dijk basically publicly came out and disagreed with Louis van Gaal over comments he made about about Messi in the World Cup and Van Dijk is in the right and Louis van Gaal smells of urine. Liverpool has two reasons to change transfer plan as Mohamed Salah matched with time to spare. Liverpool just got Naby Keita upgrade. Uh, Man City I scary Erling Haaland partner who had Liverpool trial. Oh, Evan Ferguson. Evan Ferguson. Uh, on to AnfieldIndex.com. A uh, couple of pieces on Henderson's lies. Uh, piece about whether we can challenge for the title. Piece about the hidden politics behind Alitahad's 200 million Salah bid. And it looks like we will have the announcement of a new contractor to finish the Anfield Road end uh, quite soon. The club have made quick movement on that. Best person to follow for updates on that is Matt Ladson of This Is Anfield. He's been absolutely unbelievable at charting the uh, the development of the stadium. So do do follow Matt. Make sure you're checking This Is Anfield for that. There's a piece here on anfieldindex.com which you can have a look at as well. We have a Pro Plus with Harry Setti sitting down with Elko Bourne to get the lowdown on Ryan Gravenberch. There is the post-match raw if you haven't listened to it from the weekend and that's it that's all i've got so i will see you all tomorrow take care of yourselves bye-bye we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.